Hey mom. Hey baby. This is Theory with an I. And this is Danny with a Y. And this is Eating Rotten, Rotten Apples. Apples. Holy cow. I cannot <laughs> believe that it is like this is it. Like this is officially it. Yeah, I I can't I mean I can actually believe it just because how we always just sit and and talk and have conversations. I I'm just happy and thrilled that so many people and I wanna say shout out to all of you guys who subscribe to our channels with just one episode. I am sh I am utterly shocked how many followers and I just wanted to say I am truly grateful. Very much so. Yes. Um so shout out to you guys and I'm hoping that you guys return for the next episode and we do not disappoint. Not till you know change the subject. Can we talk about what is on your shirt? Did you not change it? Yeah, I accidentally spilled um wine on my shirt. That's Danny. Yeah, that I'm very clumsy if Nobody didn't know that already. I even have it tattooed on me. Gracefully, <laughs> gracefully, Grace, clum brace. gracefully clumsy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. But I, I even spill food. I mm -hmm. spilled food. This is the second time I changed my pants because I spilled my food on my pants. But I didn't decide to change my shirt, so that's that's great. I love that for me. Matter of fact, speaking of food, this episode is going to be very deep and different. Because the month of February is Eating Disorder Awareness Month, we decided to make an episode as I and my mother both have suffered from eating disorders. Well, not necessarily I have dealt with eating disorder. Like, I probably thought I had an eating disorder when I was younger, but it mm -hmm. wasn't to the extent that you experienced it. I feel like an eating disorder is an eating disorder and everyone has different levels of it. Good. And I think if you have any type of sort of way of body dysmorphia that had to do something with food I consider as an eating disorder. That's true. Just because yours wasn't as harsh and harder on you doesn't mean that you didn't have one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it that way, yeah, I can agree to that. But if you didn't have one and you think that you didn't have one, then that's just completely yeah. different. I'm just saying from, like, <laughs> if, you, if you think that you have any type of battle with food in your body, I feel like that's automatically, like... Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And it's different I, levels. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a little tricky for me because I, when I was younger, I didn't want to eat anything because I was trying out for the cheerleading team and everybody mm -hmm. else was very thin. And I, I mean, I too was thin, mm -hmm. but not as thin as the other girls. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I wanted to be as skinny as they, they were. And I wouldn't touch anything besides like a cracker and some celery. Yeah. But it only lived in me for... A couple weeks and then I was like, uh-uh, I like food. And I just really consumed good. and I consumed and I consumed and I, till this day, I love food. But for you, yours was a little different. And very I- Very so much different. Yeah, very different. And I, I'm shameful on, on how, you know, I first visited the situation with you. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, you, you handled it so well. And in all reality, that, that first like couple weeks- it was really harsh on my mom. It was, I yeah, it like. was, I took a personal when I shouldn't have. And my focus was on, like, healing you immediately mm -hmm. without the steps and protocols that it does take. Yeah. You know? It took a process, but I feel like we both have overcome that. Even though um, I, did, I did 
let the eating disorder that at first I didn't know I had because yeah. there's so many steps up into leading and leading into an eating eating disorder that you don't even know that's leading up to like you saying that you want to be so thin for cheerleading it didn't lead you fully onto an eating disorder clearly because you're like no like I gotta eat but something that I did that took me to where I was that I didn't realize was making me you know I have an eating disorder was if I had pictures to take the next day I would say well, I'm st I look really skinny, aka not bloated right now because I didn't eat anything, so I shouldn't eat tomorrow. Mm. That led on every single day. Like, every single day took me like, okay, well, you got pictures to take tomorrow too. Well, you got a photo shoot next week as well, so you can only eat fruit. You can only eat breakfast in the morning and don't eat for the rest of the day. Ugh. So that, little did I know, took a huge, huge, some it took away from me. Like yeah, It took a toll on you. A huge toll on me, and I didn't really realize it. Until I was like, theory, you've theory. lost so much weight. Yeah, and that was one of my biggest mistakes. The first mistake that any parent could make at the, a time when they notice that their children aren't eating their dinner all the way or they're skipping meals or they're disappearing right after they eat mm -hmm. stuff, which that's another topic that I still, it's, it's very touchy for me to talk to you about it because mm -hmm. I feel like you may hid anorexia from me. Mm -hmm. But that's for a different topic, unless you want to talk about it here. But um, my first mistake was, oh my God, Theory, you're getting so skinny. Mm -hmm. Like, I I would talk about how skinny she would get, not knowing that, you know, she was purposely doing that to herself. And it didn't really dawn on me until she got to a point where I had to sit down and was like, are you purposely doing this? Yeah. And she's, you were still lying to me. And I really didn't know until <laughs> you were like, I have an eating disorder. It was yeah. nothing extravagant of like, let's go sit down and I have to tell you something. You're just like, I have an eating. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Huge. Um, huge. Another, yeah. And another thing that I did wrong was just like, oh, it's just in your head. You'll get over it. Mm -hmm. Like this it's is temporary. It's temporary. This is just temporary. And I still hate that I said those things to you until... You know, I just start educating myself a little bit more on, you know, support groups and how to be supportive and mm -hmm. how to ins like incorporate healthier meals. Even I lost about 20 pounds because I was eating yeah. more nutritional foods. So she would be eating more. I would be eating more of healthier foods. Mm -hmm. So it was all a learning process. And I Peach. hate that people take their hat off to me immediately. Oh, my God. How did you like? Yeah. Same thing with me. It's yeah, like, how did you be so involved? How were you so positive during that? I'm like, trial and error. Mm -hmm. Because I was making boo-boos left and right. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is, how did you lose so much weight? Or mm. they're like, um, how did you get over your eating disorder? <laughs> she still struggles. <laughs> I struggle to this day with she my body. Literally five minutes before me recording, I was looking at myself. Mm -hmm. Which... One thing I do not do, and I, I tell people this all the time, or I would just talk about it to myself, like, I don't want to get in the shower, or I don't want to change my outfit, because I don't want to look at myself. Mm. That's something I deal with, literally, I deal with, yeah. it, I deal with it today. Like, yeah. I, I know I'm going to a gathering with my friends tonight, I don't want to consume any alcohol, because I'm going to feel bloated, and I'm not going to want to look at myself. Like, mm. it's things like that that make me want to kind of fall back on to that time in my life where I don't I don't want to be that version of myself again but 
everyone I still have I still have that mindset that yeah. it's 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 an addiction. It's something it's, you can't it's an addiction get rid of. Yeah. I, people don't look at it as an addiction, but it is. It like is. um body dysmorphia is a serious illness mm -hmm. where you are consumed by the intakes and what your body looks like mm -hmm. and it's an addiction it's, and even when it's you're scary. just like you were saying you don't want to even look at yourself because you're scared that I don't I'm just assuming your feelings and your emotions mm -hmm. but you're scared to see something that you're like oh my god there's a little jiggle there or yeah. there's there's a little bit more meat in an area where I, I don't want it I you don't want it and that it's a trigger Huge so trigger. it is a trigger and it's so that's sometimes I try and you could let me know if I, I do this because I try not to say certain things that might be triggering to you. And I caught myself earlier today and I, I was like, I lost, I lost two pounds today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, was that triggering? <laughs> was that triggering to you? And I know I constantly apologize for... Yeah, for saying certain things. Saying certain things because I should know a lot of your triggers, but I... At the same time, it's a topic that I'm not very open with. I always keep, I always kept everything of how very I felt, private. And why it, I, what led me to this. I've kept all that private. So, at the end of the day, you really don't know my triggers. I don't know my triggers. I mean, like I know what would trigger me, and that's me looking at myself. Yeah. But people talking about it, or people saying like, "Oh, like I had one meal today," or "Oh, I did this." Mm -hmm. That doesn't trigger me because mm -hmm. I. Doesn't it doesn't affect you it that way. It doesn't affect me that way. Your image is My what, image is and how I look at myself is that's what affects me. The only thing that recently affected me was a comment on a post that I made <gasps> oh about I wanted to me being this really out. skinny in high school because I was. And at the junior and senior year, I did gain a lot of weight, which, okay, I was still beautiful, whatever. But having so much weight and then me being where I was mentally, it caused me to have an eating disorder. So I made a post about me being skinny in high school and now that everyone's asking for my routine. And someone had the nerve to comment, but you were fat. Mm. And then you got an eating disorder. That's how you lost weight. So don't mislead people. Ooh, that and was it was like, wow, cool. because for one, I let you guys into a deep, a deep, deep part of, yourself. Part of me that mm. I didn't even let my mom into for a very long time. So the fact that I let millions of you guys into and you took advantage of knowing that, how vulnerable and how weak I was mentally, you put that out there in yeah. the most negative way possible. That just like it, it, that triggered me, that tore me up because yeah, yeah I was chubbier, but does, does that mean I wasn't going through body dysmorphia? Yeah. Because I was. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's a, that's a challenging thing to put out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I, I also talk about my addiction on my social medias yeah. and they're 99.9% .9 of the time they are positive, but then you have people that are unhappy, they're miserable, mm -hmm. and they want you to feel as down as they do. Mm -hmm. So I look at those comments and I it it it's like a gut punch mm -hmm. because then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not that great. Yeah. But then you go and you read the positive comments. But putting that kind of information out there on social media, it's unfortunate, but very painful. dangerous to do. Yeah. Also, but you had a very big support system a huge one as soon as 
we talked about it social media talked about it you did have like a lot of my friends yeah a lot of her friends which was like really great um a lot of her friends would text me of them eating a bagel I'm yeah like i ate a bagel what did you eat like making sure that i ate my mom would call me and be like hey i had two muffins what did you eat yeah and i'd be like okay so i have someone because yeah to me i'm thinking i would never get out of this mind space i was you know blocking which this is very helpful i'm not sure if it's helpful for anyone else but for me any girl that i would sit there and compare myself to mm. i blocked comparison not, is comparison is the worst thing especially when you don't feel loved by people and you don't feel love for yourself mm. so it's kind of like who are they looking at who is like my mom idolizing who yeah. am i idolizing who was everyone else like commenting like oh my god her body her body her body i wasn't getting those comments yeah so i'm thinking like something's wrong with me like da 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 so i'm comparing myself to every single person that yeah. i want to look like yeah i block them yeah i mean if you you everybody's like healing that really helped me it might not help you guys or whoever's listening but for me me blocking anyone that i was like oh the moment i'm thinking her body figure oh i need that yeah. i want that i'm jealous of that because yeah. in in high, hindsight you do not know what those people are doing Never to do. maintain those yeah. body images and a lot of times they're all altered a lot of the, the the pictures that you see today are photoshopped and mm -hmm. edited there's so many yeah. editing or apps sucking in. or they're sucking in or they're doing and i'm not saying that all people do this mm -mm. and i i am not saying all people do this so i don't want you guys to get that twisted because i'm not saying that but a lot of the times a lot of the models and a lot of the people are experiencing eating disorder mm -hmm. body dysmorphia they're editing they're you know it's a continuous pattern yeah in the beauty industry mm -hmm. where as though like there was a bella hadid and i'm not talking shit about her because i know she's loved by many um she not saying that she lied but there was a video of her saying this is what i eat as a model and it was like a whole pie of pizza and i'm like that's a little misleading because i know that there's a lot of models out there that are on a strict strict diet and maybe 100%. her metabolism is different than a lot of other people's but i i don't i hate when it's people are misinforming other people yeah and the bulk of the people don't get to eat a whole right. pie of pizza and don't quote me on this but it is i'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate but she also said and this is not a hate Bella That's, Hadid. Yeah, because this we love just, her. We love it, her. This is just a realistic type deal that she also said that there's times where you can't even, you're not eating because you're working for 14, yeah. 15 hours straight. So you're not eating. Like yeah. you're hardly eating. And that is probably one of the first things that lead to an eating disorder is I'm busy right now. The normalcy of not eating. Yeah. I'm busy right now. I can't yeah. eat. I'll eat later and you still don't eat. Yeah. That leads to it. Whew. Like I'm just really you know, proud mm -hmm. that you, you really, every day, regardless of a bad day, a good day, mm -hmm. you, you get up and you go and you make sure that you eat. Oh yeah. You do make sure that you eat. I know sometimes you feel bad and I don't like to bring it up. And I know, you know, sometimes it's harder to eat when you do see a, a little change. Mm -hmm. And as a, a woman that is growing and my metabolism is slowing and I hear myself out loud and I sometimes believe that I possibly was a cause 
one of your causes of having a body dysmorphia. I believe that I was one of the causes of you having a having body dysmorphia in an eating disorder because I critiqued myself a lot. Mm. You know, being in being a dancer for a very long time, I was weighed in. I was always talking about my body. I was always talking about what I was consuming. Oh my gosh, I'm a little fat. And I know, or I believe that you overheard it and it lingered in the back of your head. So maybe you were, maybe there was something that resonated with you that I was saying about my own self. And it wasn't intentional. Mm -mm. And it, it's just something that mothers do. Mothers do this all the time, unknowing that their little girls are listening. Their nice. kids... Yeah, because we're always critiquing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody you critiques themselves. Look as perfect as you want. My and my mom repeated this to me over and over. And this is this is what resonates with me. You critiquing yourself does not resonate. What it does, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. So you saying like, oh my god, like this is bothering me. This is bothering me. It makes me feel like okay, well. She thinks there's issues with her. Not issues, but you don't find yourself as perfect. So I know, like, I'm not crazy. Like, I don't find myself perfect. She doesn't. She you don't doesn't. feel alone. Yeah, I don't feel alone. I feel like you see me, I see you. So I respect you more for, you know, talking about what you don't like about yourself. My imperfections. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, like, make, doesn't re make me resonate with that. But what resonates is you saying that no matter... If I go down two sizes, if I go up two sizes, I would never still be like, this is, oh, I'm perfect this way. I'm always going to find something that's bothering me. Everybody's going to never be satisfied does. with nope. what they look like at that time. Exactly. So that always, like, resonates so with me. So be that's happy. Yeah. Mind. So be happy with what you have right now. Yeah. Because two years from now, you're going to look at your pictures and I'm like, Ugh, yeah. oh, my gosh, I wish I appreciated what I mm -hmm. look like then yeah but i mean it's hard to do it is very hard it to is, do but hard to do <laughs> the way i've tried to overcome everything that i've been through mentally and physically is you're the only person that looks like you yeah you're the only person that is you and you're the only person that has this life you mm -hmm. only live once and you die eventually so don't go your whole entire life picking yourself apart yeah don't go your entire life or this age, this era, this decade, just picking that one thing apart because you're beautiful the way you are. You're the only person that looks like that. You're the only person that talks and you're goofy or you're... You're, you you're only you're you. You're you. You're the only person that is you. And how would you feel if your daughter was thinking that stuff, thinking about that way about herself? Themselves, yeah. You know? Well, I've lived that. <laughs> yeah. and I, I've lived that. I think that all the time, if I'm in, like, a toxic situation with myself or with another person, how would I want my daughter to react with that? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And you know what's so funny? You, as a young adult, you think about that and you're like, well, I would never. And I have that ringing tone in my ear ever since I was little. I would never do that with my child. Mm -hmm. I would never say that to my child. And nine times out of ten. Out of ten, I have said it yeah, to you in that situation. <laughs> so it's like I didn't know what to do yeah. when you brought that information to me. I know I wasn't the most, I wasn't probably the easiest person to tell, mm -hmm. but I believed at the time I was saying and doing the best that I could that you needed to hear, and that wasn't the truth because everybody, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. What 
I was telling you things that I probably wouldn't and needed to hear if yeah. I was in that situation. And then, and this is where we are today, I had to really educate myself and find groups and, and people and supporters and educators to help me realize that it was about you. Mm -hmm. Just the same thing as in raising you as the individual that you are. It's like, I have to raise theory how theory needs to be raised. raised and taught and loved. I cannot love theory the way that I want to be loved. I have to love theory the way that she needs to be loved. I need to teach theory how theory needs to be taught. So that is something that I kept on reiterating to myself over and over and over again through the challenge and like, what does theory need? Mm -hmm. What does your daughter need during this course and in time and struggle and trial and tribulations? Like mm -hmm. she, I need to be there for her, how she needs to be healed. So I, that is one of the most important things mm -hmm. when people ask me like, what did you do? I'm like, look, I did X, Y, and Z, <laughs> but that was what my daughter required. I, can only give you so much advice. I can give you resources. I can help you and I can be a support system for you. Mm -hmm. But everybody's healing journey, everybody's addiction is different. And that also falls into my addiction because a lot of people always ask me like, Danny, how did you do it? And I'm like, I had to hit my rock bottom. Everyone hit their rock bottom. Everybody has to hit their rock bottom. If your addiction is gambling, porn, eating disorders, drugs, Set, like oh there are so many addictions Everything's, everybody has to hit their rock yeah. bottom to want to get out of that mindset and my rock bottom was awful and so when people ask me like what did you do i'm like uh, i got my i was scared to death <laughs> i was scared to death and it was easier for me but it wasn't my first time trying to get clean off of pills and cocaine like it it really wasn't. I've been on that journey for a very long time and I knew repeatedly over and over I didn't like feeling this way. So I also, back to the eating disorder, I knew that your journey was going to be yours and yours only. Mm -hmm. But I could be the, the support that you needed. And I hope I and am still. <laughs> yeah, you were. And I'm hoping I mean, that I'm still. I don't find myself battling as hard um I was battling in California very hard up until we came home still with California, California was probably the worst the worst that I've been I would hate to ever find myself going back to that like that part of me I don't want to ever see myself that way you know what's um, so funny and not to cut you off but we can do like a whole few months of the stories about California. California was Everybody asked over and over, so what happened in California? And I'm just like, it was a shit show. That That's was the, my rock bottom. That, <laughs> that was your that rock bottom for sure. That was my rock bottom. Um, but we can go in a lot. We can we can have stories for, for months about California. the four months that we were away in California. Yeah. It was Up into us tragic. leaving Maryland because <laughs> the drive up to California was probably... That's a, probably a whole season itself. Oh, gosh, the drive was awful. But I, I also noticed, because we kind of got a... You kind of got a handle on your eating disorder before we left uh, for California. So, And that was a conversation that you and I had mm -hmm. prior. How would I feel being in... And I went on headstrong when my mom, my aunts, her friends were asking me, Theory, do you really think that you'll be fine in California? You know, California is a very image place. 
mm-hmm. with your eating disorder can you do it and i was like what like i am healed i'm, I'm healed. Like, you're not. <laughs> i got this the moment that i walked into that state yeah drove basically we drove, drove into that state it hit me like i don't even know and yeah it was it the day me. we went to the grove and you seen that brunette walking oh yeah and i was like my jaw dropped and i was yes. like i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah we had to leave the mall immediately we went to the grove and i she was so fixated on this woman and she i mean she was very thin she was she very tall she was walk she was walking gracefully and i was explaining and i was explaining to theory that you know everybody is on they're on scene they're in character when they're walking around because you never know who's watching you never know exactly who's watching i wish i never said that <laughs> I, I wish i never said that but I didn't know that was going to be one of her triggers. Because at the time, I still didn't know that Theory was blocking all the models, anybody skinny. And I should have known that this trip would have been awful. <laughs> and it wasn't just, the trip wasn't awful because of, of her that. eating disorder. It was California was my rock bottom. That's why I'm home. <laughs> That's why I'm home. That is definitely why we are home. Because I had a different type of rock bottom. When I say our relationship was as rocky as any relationship in the world at the time, it was so rocky. And it was not surrounding, you know, her eating disorder. It was just mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to talk to her anymore because she has, she I blocked just, me all the way out. I blocked everyone, everybody out. Everyone possible out of my life because I think that I'm the only person that can fix anything, which <laughs> We've talked about this. I, she says it. I, I don't, I don't know how to take that in, but she's like, it's a two person thing. If there's something that I can help fix, I'm willing to do that. If you know, it's always a two people. It's never just one thing, one person fix thing. Me in my head, it's, I'm the only person that can fix it. I'm the only one that can change anything that's going on in my life, which it's yes. true it's, but, it's true to an extent to an extent but when i'm going through something that has to do with me mentally depression physically eating disorder yeah. i don't want no one's help but yeah. my own because yeah. i know that if i isolate myself for three days at three days after that i'll be back i'll be back so four that months. is my <laughs> four months four months until i i was i was very furious yeah it was four months she didn't leave her room one time for a whole month it was devastating Windows because down, I like, never, no I never seen my kid so depressed. I was trying, and I was pulling out all the tricks. And I was like, oh my God, I'm an awful person. Like, this is, like, she was going through her breakup. She was trying to find her own worth, her own, herself, her own identity, not just being up underneath, you Other know, people up underneath her I'm mom. Yeah. You know, so it, what I was trying to tell her when I kind of like was like we're leaving i i i need my support system because i'm also Which here is alone. Mona. My, my dog mona everybody has seen her and loves her very dearly um and tina yeah. um but my support system and you are always a big fixture in my support mm-hmm. and the fact that i couldn't support you you couldn't support me we were in a born state we were we had nobody. We had nobody. A lot of the people that we're, you know, connecting with wasn't connecting mentally. It just was, we couldn't get our little 
feet on the ground outside of the house. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the times we were spending a, a, alone. Me, personally, I was alone and Theory was alone because she was self-isolating and she wouldn't let me in. But it got to a point where I had to really step in and I was like, we're going to have to go home. I need, I need support because you're not letting me help you. You, I know you want to self-isolate. I know you feel like you can fix this all on your own because that is a tool that I have always provided with you. Like if you want to change your story, you change it. But I never was able to really give you the tools to get out of this cycle of mm -hmm. this eating disorder. Like you, and you wasn't allowing me to help you. And, um, it just, just kept on just beating our relationship down. Mm -hmm. And I not blaming you and I'm not blaming me. Um, cause I know I had a lot to do with because <laughs> I'm like, this is my excuse and this is why I'm not sorry. No, I just, I know I, I've apologized over and over and over again. I just was, and I'm not saying this because I know it's, you told me that it was, it bothered you that I said this. I, I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. I was disappointed in your, your actions and your behavior. Mm -hmm. Not just towards me, but for yourself. Because yeah. you, you got to a point, and mind you, I've never told my daughter that I've been disappointed in her a day in her life. So that triggered her even more. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? It's over for me. <laughs> I, 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 that yeah. took me, like, I don't want to be here. Like, yeah, there's no turning back, which there is. But and I'm not laughing. I am not laughing because I thought it was funny. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I do that a lot because I was a bad parent. And she wasn't a bad parent. She was honestly just being truthful with me, but that did not make it better for me oh, no. at all. The message from her saying that she's disappointed and then the message from Tina saying, you know, isolating yourself is just going to make you more depressed, which for one, it doesn't for me. Yeah. Me isolating myself gives me like time to regroup for myself Everyone knows that, like, if I want to be by myself, you're about yourself. I'm by myself. If I don't be bothered by no one, I don't be bothered by no one. Yeah. So, getting messages from Tina, like, no, like, you need to stop. Like, your mom's depressed too. Go spend time with her. Like, I can't even get myself up out of bed. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that I'm going to be with my mom depressed too. If we're depressed together, that's going to be worse. <laughs> like, I can't. So, her saying, like, I'm disappointed in you, it, I was like, I can't like I can't do this like, there's no turning back from that like I made the person that I care about most disappointed in me so it's kind of just like I was more disappointed in myself because I felt like I couldn't be there for you yeah but it's hard to be there for someone when they don't want you to be there yeah and then I there were so many times of regret that I was you know living through too it was like why did I you know allow theory her whole entire life to self-isolate when she needed it Mm -hmm. And it's, I think, and I feel still to this day that it, it's healthy for who you are. Yeah. Because you only need it a day. Yeah. As in, I need 30 seconds yeah. to regroup. But you only need it ever a day. I've never seen you need, like, four, four months. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really hard for me. Like, I, for one, moved across the country 40 hours away from my mother, Tina, that I love dearly. Also, my whole entire family. I just got out of a, I just got out of a relation, a three-year relationship that took the worst toll on me. I was going out to California, and I met so many people, but they wasn't fulfilling what I needed. Yeah. So it was just like I didn't feel wanted. I didn't feel seen. I was going through a breakup. Then 
um, I also have friends that I was missing. My mother, like I had so much stuff going on. It was You're home. huge. Yeah, uh, change, like change in me. I'm good with change, but that change was not a change that I want to ever deal with again. <laughs> it caused me to hit rock bottom. Yeah, everybody hits one. Oh, well, not everybody. I shouldn't Most say that. People. But I don't, and I don't want that to be your experience of a big change like that because it's yeah. not always going to be like that. Oh, never. Me but. as your mom, I should have listened to my instinct where when I had that conversation with you, like theory, book, I I'm quit my job. You want this. I'm here to support you. I want you to do this because you want it so bad. Yeah. And I should have listened to my instincts when we were having a conversation like theory. Are you going to be okay with this change? I and I was. as a young adult, I was like, okay, just allow her to live this experience. Whatever it is, she's going to live this experience. And you being the supportive mom that you think that you're being is giving her that. Because I didn't have that experience with my mom. I told my mom I had a dream. She sat there and just, you know, not she didn't sat, sit there and do nothing with it. She just didn't encourage it. Like she yeah. really didn't encourage me to follow my dreams. My dream was also to move to California ever since I was a child, but I wasn't able to do that until I got financially and mentally stabled enough to get up and go, regardless if it was to leave my whole entire existence. But I should have known that. Not that you were not ready, but knowing that you wasn't more prepared mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. And and that is and and I am sorry for that because I should have protected you. And there's only so much you can do. I I know, but it's it's hard it's when you can't. It's a life learning experience. Like I will fight anything. I will fight anybody. I want to protect you. I will protect you. That's her thing. I I'm a protector naturally. If if it if it starts with M, I'm going to. If it starts with my. My family, my money, my daughter, my dog, my car. Well, not my car. Not more material stuff. But, like, anything mine. My family. I'm a big anything family person. that she cares about. Anything that I care about. Mm, I'm going to fight. I am a protector. That's what I do. So when I can't protect my pride and joy, my seed from herself... <laughs> I'm it, not laughing at you. But, okay, if you can see I'm what I'm doing, I'm like trying to strangle the microphone. Because I know my mom <laughs> very well, and I know that if it has anything to, to do with protecting, it's her. It is. I like, am. She is the definition of protecting. Yeah, I am a protector. If and I'm a healer. And a healer. So it's kind of like, girl, like... She's I can't like, protect or heal my baby. I'm so done. So what am I going to do? Like My self-worth is out the window. Basically, she's like, I don't deserve to exist. I literally don't. Like, I can't do the two things that I want to do the most to the most important, most person. important person to me. Yeah. So what is my purpose? Yeah, what is my purpose? Can't do I can give you finances. I can do that. Yeah. I, you want money? There you go. Yeah, I can literally. do that. She's like, you, you want to go shopping? You <laughs> want to go shopping theory? Okay, a little fun fact about me. I tend to take people shopping or out to eat when I'm trying to, like, gauge their men mental state. It's mm. like, okay, I can try to fix it if I get you out in the sun, get you mm -hmm. some food, get you some clothing, take you to the movies, whatever. I, I'm trying to gauge you. I So any of my friends are out here, if I keep on asking you to go out or shop with me, it's because I'm trying to gauge your 
mentality. She's just trying to see what's going on without <laughs> you even talking about it. Yeah, because <laughs> I am a watcher. I, I watch people. In. And that's something that I actually have learned from you. Because when I'm at my girlfriend's house and I'm watching everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And then like theory, like what are you doing? And it's I'm people me. watching. I'm people watching. And, yeah. I, and I'm and i reading you. Reading. And they're <laughs> like, okay, well what, what are you reading? Like, well, Tell me about myself. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. And I, mis I took that and I... You came home I, in trouble so many times for that, and I've yeah. told you, stop. stop. And I, I didn't make a mistake, but I did tell someone what I was thinking about them. And yes, it's true, but they did uh, not take it well. Yeah. Nobody likes to be told the negatives about themselves. Yeah. Everybody likes to be highlighted. Yeah, like, but I, please, not... please praise me. Please yeah. tell me all the good I am, all the good I do. And, mm -hmm. you know, people love me. People love me. People want to be loved so bad. Mm -hmm. And in all reality, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not oh, everybody's going to like you. And I don't want everybody to like me. And neither should anybody else. But no. that's for a different... That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Manipulation, narcissism, controlling... Yeah, we, we catch I can it before. That. Yeah, Ooh. we catch it before. I will. Like I, the thing is, my problem. I will let someone think that yeah. they are manipulating. I'm me. blind. Like I'm blind, <laughs> but little did I know, I have a whole notes in my phone of things they've said. That and just how I break that apart because I know I'm not like I'm not. So oblivious. do you find yourself always picking people apart? I are pick you people apart? Too is it is it like in a good way? On ever? both. Okay, but good. Like, if someone says something positive, I'm like, oh, okay. If someone says something negative, I'm like, hmm. Do okay. you, have you ever noticed the type of people that overly compliment you? Yes. I, I, I don't know how to, I, I know where, I, I know it. how to gauge them, but I'm just like, okay, what else? Like, okay, can you have a meaningful conversation? Mm -hmm. I get that, you know, a compliment in the middle of a conversation or a, middle of an introduction is is very sweet and nice and so, disarming so do you mean as like if you're having a conversation like me and you just talking and i'm like oh my god your teeth are so pretty like do you mean as that yeah like overly but they repeat themselves yeah like oh my god girl you're so pretty like okay like do you do you think, think that my conversation is dull and you or do you just... think that they're <laughs> trying to believe what they're saying like they want to keep saying it to like try to convince themselves yeah i i don't i don't know about that i just that's my thing like if I'm overly getting complimented, which, you know, my biggest pet peeve is she getting complimented. Being complimented. I do. Uh, I'm not saying I hate being complimented. No, I Please hate. Please follow up. This is fine print. Please follow up with she is smart. <laughs> yes. Listen, I, you can call me pretty. You can call me gorgeous. Okay. I, thank you. I take it in. I take it in because as a confident girl, I am, I know. I'm, I have a lot going for myself though. Yeah, but you do. my biggest pet peeve is being complimented, talking about I'm pretty and I'm beautiful. Just because I know I can have a conversation, I know that I'm intelligent, and I know that I'm smart. Yeah. But the only compliment that I see myself getting is that I am pretty and I'm beautiful. But then again, do I ever put myself in situations to where I can have an intelligent, deep-to-deep -deep conversation? Yeah. Like, I don't. So, of course, I'm not going to get that type of compliment that I'm really receiving. I get the, oh, she's sitting so tall and beautiful. Yeah, she's which, confident. Which I don't have a problem with. That's fine. But when I tell you, yeah. it be eating me up inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I tend to dislike that as well. Like, where I am out... 
and and this is where the whole like do you think that i'm dull or you don't think that i'm intelligent enough to have mm -hmm. like a a meaningful conversation it's like oh my god you're just so pretty i'm like oh but i was really just talking about the atmosphere right now like, yeah <laughs> or what? am i boring yeah <laughs> mine is like excuse me when i don't okay my trust issues are big so when people are, we know yeah I, and i really think this is what stems with me in the back of my head my mom my family my aunt especially my aunt complimented me so much growing up oh yeah like beautiful tall smart every single day you like, can achieve anything you can achieve anything five times a day i would hear that how beautiful i am which okay that's good because you're stemming in like self-love self-worth yeah i was trying to always instill like you are beautiful a black beautiful girl you are black especially that. beautiful black girl magic and but, you can accomplish anything yes and i love that for you but it <laughs> To she where I am now, like to this, to right now, if you were to come to tell me that I'm pretty, I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. And that's just because, not because I don't believe in myself, because I know I'm beautiful, but it's like. You're a little jaded. I, yeah, I, I, I hear all the time. Like, are you just saying that to say that? The only time that I really believe someone is which is this happened recently we're at mad max this girl was walking and she looked at me but she turned around and she turned back and looked at me she was like oh, like wow you're gorgeous holy crap but that's like because she just put a full-on action of like oh my god like someone just caught my eye yeah but if it's like you coming down the street and you're just like oh like you're gorgeous and then whatever we don't talk or anything i'm just like okay like yeah all right i guess social media has a way of only given visual for half of the time so comments are always like oh my gosh you're so beautiful you're so sweet yeah and i'm like well do you want to talk about the sun mm -hmm. <laughs> do you you know i do i i like she to have i i am, talk about dust on the floor if i do not have the capacity to talk about small things mm -hmm. i i Go do ahead. not i don't know how to have small talk Try and it small has talk to it's i'm awkward if you come up and we're like oh my god i love you i'm like oh yeah i ate two ants when i was a kid no um, literally can i please tell the story of no. <laughs> shout out to the girl at cheesecake factory if you are watching this hey oh boo god. listen that conversation that you guys had, yeah, I corrected her. Because so this girl came up, she's like, oh my god, like, I love you guys. This is the day before we're leaving for California. She's like, oh, I gosh. love you guys so much. And mom was like, oh, I've been crying all day. And the girl's like, oh. <coughs> like, oh, but I really do love you guys. And she's like, yeah, I just want to curl into a ball and cry. And, like, Every comment that this woman has made talking about how much she loves us and what we've done for her and etc. And asking if my mom's okay, it came out to my mom wanting to crawl on the ball. And the girl's like, oh, well, God has you. Like, I love you. Like, have a good day. I turned to my mom and I'm like, did you have to say that? Yes, because I don't know what to say. She gets very, not uncomfortable, but... Awkward. Awkward. I'm and very awkward. Any, okay, and any fan of our channel has ever walked up to me nine times out of ten they're gonna 9. like five danielle is very awkward yeah i am i mean so am i yeah because i'm not good at small talk and i'm not good with being complimented people don't compliment me mm -hmm. i mean okay let me take that back growing up i wasn't really complimented a lot yeah and when people compliment me i kind of like dismiss i'm very dismissive of it it's like mm -hmm. oh oh i love your outfit oh yeah i got it off of clearance 
oh, your face looks good. Oh, but I'm about to break out. I'm not very great with compliments. So when people do walk up to me, as of recent years, it's always been complimenting me with being a parent, being a woman, being mm -hmm. a black woman. And it's like, I don't know how to receive that. They're like strong compliments. Of they like are how very strong. Change the black community. Yeah. Ways. So it's hard for me to, because if, like, if you and I were a person that gave me a compliment, you know, we sat down and had a conversation, that would be different. That yeah. would be different. I can indulge in the conversation. I could get to, get to know you. I can read you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I can be more sincere and, you know, understanding of the person that you are because it's very surface level when it's like, oh, I, I love you. Me and my mom, we went through a lot and you're trying to get your story out there to me in two seconds. I'm like, oh, I want to have this conversation with you, but I don't know what to say because I really don't know too much of the story. Yeah. I don't even know how we got over yeah, here. Yeah, we've gotten off topic. Off topic. And that, my friend, is how you do not do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, we're, this is just a little high. Yeah. I mean, I felt like we hit the depths of what we were talking about. We just yeah. pushed it a little bit. Yeah. That's what we do. We're scattered. Oh, yeah. Okay. Little fun fact. That was supposed to be our original name, but that has been taken. Yeah. Scattered. We are scattered. Because there's never been a time that her and I have sat down and had lunch or dinner or movie time where we stay on topic. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that that resonates with because I have ADHD and I don't know how to stay on topic to save my life. So the fact that I stayed on topic for 30 minutes, I am proud of myself. High five. So I know Theory and I got off topic a little bit, but before we leave out, I want to inform you guys that we will have some resources and information about eating disorders on our Instagram at Eating Rotten Apples Podcast. I just wanted to give you guys that little tidbit. <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys so much for 5,000 followers on Spotify, Apple, Patreon, all of the streaming streaming platforms that we have. Thank you guys so much for only having that as a trailer. I know. I so we killed it. I, yeah. I'm hoping that you guys do come back next week. We do have an incredible story about this young lady and her trials and tribulations with family and molestation. This one is a little personal for me and I cannot wait to dive in it. And we will be talking about some situations that occurred in our personal life throughout the story that I'm going to be telling of we Jordan. we can kind of relate. Of Jordan Waxter. But until then, I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed our first podcast and I'm hoping that we get it together. And I'm <laughs> hoping that you guys join us next week for an incredible story. It's not just a story, it's real life. And I know that a lot of people have struggled with sex abuse as well. Until next time, I am Danny with a Y. And I am Fairy with an I. And you just eaten rotten apples.